0: Welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 5:12 South Cale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. Where shall we go? You have the words of eternal
1: life. Alleluia.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I'm going to continue reading uh, to the end of this chapter so that we uh, hear the end of, of the story or the conversation. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me, because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did, but now you seek to kill me you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. The Gospel of the Lord. is to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. So, if you'll permit me just a personal privilege here. First, I want to thank you as members of First Lutheran Church, for taking me and my wife, Jocelyn, and our three children at the time, Cecilia, Christopher, and and Timothy, uh, to be with you for that one year. I could have not asked for a better place to do my one-year internship. It was just a wonderful year. We have very fond memories. Uh, I'm sad to tell you that uh, my wife, Jocelyn, died a year and a half ago um, she had a, a lengthy illness that was incurable, um, but she died peacefully, and she's now asleep in our Lord Jesus, and we were blessed with uh, three more children. I now have eight grandchildren, and number nine is due in December 2nd, but uh, when Jocelyn and I would reminis- reminisce about our time here in Miles City just wonderful year. Uh, So thank you for your love and care for us. And thank you for teaching me as an intern how to be a good pastor. And I'm sure that Pastor Steve uh, would say the same about his uh, year of internship here as well. Um, I also have to tell you that every time I put on my ALB, I am reminded of First Lutheran Church, and in particular the late Dr. Mel and Winnie Rogstad. As we were leaving that year in 1986, he said, I want to purchase an alb for you. And this is the alb. It's the only alb I've ever owned. So I literally do remember you every time I get vested for worship. So enough of the personal privilege. Thank you for allowing me to do that. So why did I read to the end of the chapter? Because it shows the depth of the conflict between God and the devil and the conflict that we as sinful human beings are caught up in. Luther's understanding, and it's especially clear in this eighth chapter of John, but it's in all of scripture, is that sinful man is caught between God and the devil and that we are always having them vie to see who's going to be lord over us. In fact, he used a very uh, down-to-earth image. He he said we're donkeys. If I were to translate into English the German word, it would be something (laughs) a little blunter than that. But he said we're basically sinful human beings. We're donkeys, and one or the other master is always riding us either God or the devil, our Lord Jesus Christ or the devil. And if you think about the words in A Mighty Fortress, of course, that's what the hymn is about. It's this violent spiritual conflict between the father of lies, the one who can only destroy, and the living God and the author of life, who creates all life. The conversation begins in a, it it should just be a shocking way. When Jesus says to these Jewish people there in the temple, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And and it's the response from the Jewish people there that should shock you. They say, we're children of Abraham. We've never been enslaved to anyone. Now think about that at that point in the history of israel god's chosen people what was the single most important event in israel's relationship with the living god the exodus right the celebration of the passover that god they in fact were slaves in egypt enslaved by pharaoh and that god had set them free so how in the world could any jewish person say we are ne- we've never been enslaved to anyone. It's like they've completely lost their minds. They, they don't even know who they are. And that's why the conversation takes this very serious and deadly turn. That's why at the end of the conversation, they're ready to stone him to death and that's why he bluntly says, you may think God is your father, but he's not. Your father is the devil. He's so much their father and so much their Lord that they don't even know their own history. They don't even know how God rescued them and saved them. Now here's the bad news. Lutherans. All Lutherans in North America, in any of the denomination, by and large, for 70 years, have responded to a question in a way that should be just as shocking as the way the Jewish people did when Jesus said, if you abide in me and in my words, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When I was at seminary, I learned that the Gallup Survey Company had begun in the 1950s, at least that far back, More recent in recent decades, the Barner Group does it, but every few years they would ask Americans, What do we believe about religion and faith and so forth? And for 70 years, one of the questions that has been asked is, Do you believe that you're saved by your good works? And for 70 years, a majority of all Lutherans have responded in the survey, Yes. We believed we're saved by our own good works. Astonishing. The news isn't good for most of the churches. There's only a handful of churches whose members have consistently denied that they're saved by their good works. And unfortunately, the situation is getting worse for us as Lutherans. It used to be... About 40% would deny that they're saved by their good works, but now we're in the low 20s. We're indistinguishable from other Protestants, mainline Protestants and the Roman Catholic Church. Overwhelming majority of us believe that we're good enough and able enough to do just enough good works in order to be saved. That we can justify ourselves before God by our good works. One of the other questions that's asked, is, or a series of questions, is to draw out how much we know of the Bible, what's in it, the story. And all Lutherans in North America are second from the bottom in terms of their knowledge and understanding of God's word. We are so far away from what Luther and the reformers did in the 16th century. It should be just as shocking that any one of us would say to our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, it was nice of you to come down here. It was really nice of you to to be crucified on a cross, but you really didn't have to go that far. You didn't have to go to that extent because, after all, I can do just enough good works to justify myself before God. We've lost our minds. We don't know who we are. We don't know our identity. And the fact that we don't even know what's in the Bible is one of the reasons. The few churches, Protestant churches, whose members all insist they're not saved by good works, a majority, consistently for 70 years, Their level of knowledge of the Bible substantially exceeds ours. They have a biblical worldview. They really do believe everything that's in the Bible and everything that's in the creeds. Because they do what our Lord Jesus says to us. If you abide in me and in my words, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's very obvious that a majority of us Lutherans do not actually spend much time in the Bible, reading it, praying it, meditating on it. But there's more that Jesus is saying to us than just, hey, you better know your Bible, you better know the scriptures. When he says, if you abide in me and in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Remember, later on in the Gospel of John, he will say, I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus is telling us we need to to be in the word. We need to read the written word of God. But the written word of God is is God's revelation of his redemption of us as sinners in his son, Jesus Christ. And there's no separating or pulling apart the written word from our risen Lord Jesus Christ. If we know what's in our Bibles, we will get to know our Lord Jesus Christ. We will literally know the truth in person. In the most intimate way. The Apostle Paul says that the human relationship that's closest to our relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is marriage. He quotes from Genesis, the two shall become one. He says, yes, that's very true about the marriage of, of a husband and a wife. But really what this word from God is ultimately revealing to us is how close we are to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How much by being baptized into that holy name we are taken literally into the Holy Trinity and we have become one flesh in the body of Christ. So. If you happen to be somebody contacted by the Barna Group in the future and you were asked that question, do you believe you're saved by your good works? How are you? How am I gonna answer that question? Are we going to answer in complete deception? foolishly believing that there's enough good in us that we can do enough good works to save ourselves and justify ourselves before God? Or are we going to be honest with ourselves and with our Lord Jesus Christ? Remember how close he is to us, like a spouse. As we respond to that question, would we dare to say to Jesus, thanks but no thanks, I don't need all that you did for me. I can justify myself. Hopefully, hopefully, the Holy Spirit will do to us, not only in that moment when we're faced with the question, but every day of our lives, as Luther explains in the small catechism about the meaning of baptism. Every day, every moment, the Holy Spirit is putting us to death with Jesus Christ. He took away all our sins and raising us to be a new creation. And as a new creation in Christ Jesus, we will not for a moment insist that we have anything to offer. Instead, we will confess that we are completely helpless beggars. We are people who practice sin and therefore are slave to sin. And we will say to our Lord Jesus Christ and to the Holy Spirit, set me free set me free. You be my master and not sin. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, not one of us deserves to be called your children, and yet you have called us to be your children, beginning with our baptisms. You have called us to be sisters and brothers in Christ, obedient, faithful followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for our Lord's promise that he will never leave us, that he will be with us to the end of the age. We thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in each of our lives, for all of the gifts of the Spirit, but most especially for the gift of faith. We thank you for the promise that the Holy Spirit will keep us firmly in the faith and confession that Jesus is our Lord and we have no other savior and no other help and that he will, the Holy Spirit will keep us united with all our sisters and brothers in Christ around the world in all times and places and all ages until the last day, the day of resurrection. And we thank you for the promise of being raised from the dead here and now each day, but especially at the end of time. In Jesus' name we give you thanks and praise. Amen.
1: Jesus, my team.
0: hope you've enjoyed this production of the first lutheran church we welcome you to visit us in person at 512 kale avenue you can also find us on facebook at first lutheran church miles city montana and email us at flc at